When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, my first couple beats that I rapped on was probably like, I remember rapping on a Nas Hard to Tell beat. I remember rapping on a Wale Bait beat. I remember rapping on a Soldier Boy, Pretty Boy Swag beat. I'm listening to my album nonstop and I'm ready to put out my deluxe. So it's really like, I'm just gearing up for people to hear the deluxe because the deluxe is so crazy. I feel like, you know, Russ is one of those people, like he notices talent before it's like kind of everybody else. So like, you know, he's like, let's link, I'm in the studio. So I was like, okay, cool, I pulled up. Yo, I'll say this, the way that Drake raps, like the way that he words things for me, like I could be having the worst day and I listen to like Drake losses or like old, old songs like Dreams of Money Can Buy and like, the way the penmanship in those songs for me is just like unmatched. Like, you know, it sounds like he's talking to you. Yo, I've been putting in the work, but more than anything else, I'm happy to be speaking to you. It took a couple of times to make it happen, but we're finally doing this. So it's dope. You know, I'm so grateful for you for like working with my schedule. It's this is really the craziest time of my life. And I'm so grateful for it. You know, like everything's just happening so fast and things change like, you know, every second. So uh, just I'm so grateful for everybody that's just working with me, man, for real. Right, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Well, look, my name is DJ Semsex. This is the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast. I don't do the bullshit. No fuck shit, <laughs> no relationship shit, just purely about music, nothing. So it's like, I just want to know how you got into doing what you're doing, what inspired you, and why you make the music that you make. That's that's all it is. So I just wanted to get it out of the way. Um, and yeah, it's just, I've been playing your music, so it's dope to be finally be talking to you. Sorry, you, you were saying it's like, you are saying it's like the craziest time in your life. What's happening? Um, well, you know, honestly, like I've been making music for a while, uh, you know, probably for like the last like nine years. So this is I've had many moments. I feel like that were like huge moments in my career, different moments with different records. But this is my first song that took off with no features. So it hits different for me. You know, I think every artist wants to have that moment where they song everybody's singing their song and it's like, you know, it's, it's all them. So, you know, it's like, for me, it's like, that was an accolade that I always wanted to reach. Okay. So you're saying that's an accolade that you always wanted to reach. I mean, yo, nine years to get to this point where you can say that, like, one, how does that feel? And, and two, what was that nine years like? Like, what what's some of the things that you've endured? What's some of the yeah, the challenges. I want to know the challenges, what not like, yeah. Because it's, it's dope to hear you say that, you know, get to that, get so, to this moment. Know, for some people, 
it happens more like overnight, you know, I guess. But for me, it wasn't like that. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's not like that. And I'm just blessed that I got like a second chance because when I first came out, I had a couple moments and then I felt like I kind of got shelved, you know, and that's something that a lot of artists go through when you sign too early or when you with a label that doesn't fully understand like who you are, you know, that's something that a lot of people run into. And um, you have to find your way on your own. And I had to find my way the independent route before finding that right label and that right team that can help me take my, my dreams and, you know, my vision to fruition. So, um, you know, it wasn't an all, it wasn't all walks through the park, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I'm grateful for everything that I went through because it was all a major lesson. Like, you know, I wouldn't have been here without it. How did you first discover hip hop? What was your first experience? Like, what was you into? Well, I grew up um, listening to like only hip hop. You know, my stepfather used to listen to hip hop. I grew up just always listening to the radio and different rap. But I, rap was just what I, what I was into. Like, I always felt something weird with music. Like, I always be like, hmm, this is for me. Like, I love music. I just love music. Which was the artist that inspired you to rap, though? Who is, who is the artist that made you pick up the pen and give you that audacity to just, like, put rhymes together? I would say um, it, it wasn't until Nicki Minaj that I felt like it was possible to rap. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always loved rap, but I didn't think that, you know, you could actually do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, be a girl and just, I saw the come up in the trajectory. And I don't think that that happens. Um, you get to see that in everybody. So that for me was inspiring, but I, I, I always was like inspired by like Aaliyah and, you know, artists like Brianna and like just girls that were really like authentic in themselves. Mm. Because you got different styles and mm. you, you, you switch it up on different tracks and, you know, your earlier stuff's different to your current stuff. When it comes to the pen, though, when it comes to the actual lyricism, who, 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 who touches you? Who touches the soul? Because I get, I get it about Vivi. I get it about what Aaliyah, she's an icon. But, like, when it comes to the actual art of just writing, who is it that, like, yeah, just inspires you in that aspect, on that side of things. Yo, I'll say this. The way that Drake raps, like, the way that he words things, for me, like, I could be having the worst day and I listen to, like, Drake losses or, like, old old songs like Dreams Money Can Buy and, like, the way the penmanship in those songs, for me, it's just, like, unmatched. Like, you know, it sounds like he's talking to you when he's rapping and that's something that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to rap but make it feel like I'm talking to people and not feel like I'm rapping at them. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's definitely who, like, inspiration-wise as far as the penmanship. Okay. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Boston. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Oh, different areas in Massachusetts, you know. Right. Then I moved to Miami. Right. Then I moved to uh, L.A. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so what, what was your first rap like? What was your first rap track like? Like, how did that sound? Um, my first couple beats that I rapped on was probably like, I remember rapping on a Nas Hard to Tell beat. I remember wow. rapping on a Wale Bait beat. I remember rapping on a Soldier Boy Pretty Boy Swag beat. I rapped on like whatever beats I found off YouTube that I was like, oh, this I like this beat, I'm gonna get on this. So what was the point where you became noticed or like when it was like, you know, because cause a lot of people who come through and rap, they 
they either did poetry or they were doing freestyles or they were just doing things for themselves. But what was the point where you were like, I'm a rapper. This is what I do. This is what I was born to do. What was the point where it was like, it's official, I'm beer? I made a song called High one day and I think I just, I shot the video with my friends. I went outside and that was actually the song that my, my old manager and Pharrell had found me off of. And, um, you know, that was the song that like jumped me into the music career, into like the music industry. But that was that was the song that the first song that I was like, OK, I'm going to own this. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm a rapper. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to dress like how I want to dress in this song <laughs> and I'm going to do what I want in this video. I'm going to smoke weed in this video, but like, I'm going to just be myself in this video. And that to me was like when I owned it, like that video. And that's the video I got signed off of. So I guess that's like a testament. You just got to really like whenever you own it and believe it, other people believe it too. So I guess nine years later, you're kind of taking it back to that, right? With what you're doing now. Nine years later, I just don't really care what anybody else feels. <laughs> and I just do what I want. <laughs> like, you know, at that, at that point, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. You, know, you gotta do it for you at some point. You gotta, you gotta wake up and be like, okay, I love y'all, but this is for me first. And until I'm happy with it, I can't expect y'all to be happy with it. Hmm. You know, you, you was talking before about going through the situation with the label, and it's like you've overcome that and you've turned it around. How do you maintain a love for it though? Like when, when you're going through situations like that, how do you maintain a love for the for the art? How do you maintain the confidence to keep going? Because some people, they don't overcome that. You gotta keep it fun. You gotta keep it fun. Like I keep myself around people that I love to create with. I would love to, I love to win with, you know, and we are constantly like elevating each other and helping each other get that next win. So we have so much fun. You know, it don't feel like work. It don't feel like business. It feels like friends in the studio, making the next move, you know, creating a culture. Like, and that's what we do. That's what we, that's how you have fun. Okay. Okay. A good example of that is, is the beer, beer joint. Like, yes, I, <laughs> that's a great example yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But first of all, like why the name beer? How did that come about? Cause my first name's Bianca, so okay. B I A N C A. So I just chopped it in half. You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it. Been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now I could tell you why you should be listening to my show, but my listeners wanted to write the ad for me, and here are some of the things they said. Not your regular juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you'll instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. Lil Jon is one of my favorite artists. Like, what he does... Me too. Like, I, love, I love the crunk era. I miss it. And I think 
you know what what he does as a DJ, and you know I watch his live streams on Twitch. But it, what was it like just reaching out to little? Because you're a crazy guy. Like, how did that come about with the joint? Like, it's so crazy because like I noticed he was following me one day, and then I followed him back, and then he's like, "Yo, I got a um, I got a song like you know for you. You want to put a verse on it?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." So I sent him a verse for something of his way before I asked for Bia Bia. And everybody used to always tell me, you gotta redo Bia Bia, you gotta redo Bia Bia. But I couldn't find the right beat. Like nobody had done it right until I found that beat from Aziz. Aziz came to me one day and he's like, yo, I redid Bia Bia, here you go. <laughs> and it was like that, you know, like it was like that. We cut it and then as soon as we cut it, I sent it straight to John and I was like, yo, what do you think about this? And he was like, I love it, here, let me do this, let me do that. And, um, you know, he put his input on it, what he thought. I want my ad-libs like this. I want this like that. And, yeah, he just, we just had a moment. Like, it was just like nostalgia for me. Hmm. Before that, a lot of people discovered who you were um, through the track with Russ, the best in the world. I, I know Russ. <laughs> Russ is a, yeah, he, he, Russ is, like, mad cool. Like, we, we did his first show out here in the UK. Um, definitely holds his tongue for no one. Um, but <laughs> but how, how did you guys connect? Because we, we haven't spoken before and I just wanted to always ask you this. Like, how did that come about? Well, I was already a fan of Russ's music because, you know, he's incredible. And he was following me too. So when he, he just happened to be in LA that random week and he's like, yo, I got some beats for you. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, Russ is one of those people, like he notices talent before it's like kind of, everybody else so like you know he's like let's link i'm in the studio so i was like okay cool i pulled up and we just cut that song like so i heard a couple beats that he gave me and then i was like yo what are you doing with this can we do something to this mm. and you know that was it it was history he did his verse i did my verse he did his hook i did my hook and we just it was like that it was just organic and everything that you'd want when you hope to meet an artist and you create with them because that Best on Earth joint, it's like I said, for a lot of people, that was like your arrival. It was like yeah. the energy that you had on that track, the way you was tearing it up. And, you know, it's like I said to some people, you you it was like you was new, you know. So mm -hmm. as a dope entry point, like, how did that feel when that was all popping off and it was like getting played everywhere around the world? That was the best, like for me, that was like one of the best moments of my career because that was like a week of me being independent. So I had not even got fully released yet before that song came out, you know? And I was like, my spirits were real low. You know, I was just like, you know, you know, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna do this, you know? And, and then just to have that moment, it was like God's timing at the right time, just telling me like, yo, stay on path, stay focused. You're right where you're supposed to be at the right time. So that came out, I mean, just for clarity, that came out as, the deal that didn't work out was wrapping up and wow those other guys must be like shit <laughs> nah genuinely i think some of them are happy for me like i think like mm. you know i think pharrell and everybody that from my old team they're, they're happy for me because they wanted this for me you know um as far as the majors label i don't know probably but i know mm. the intermediate group I'm sure they're very happy for me. But that that's like, if if you're not in any way 
religious at that point in time when that shit happens yo you're thanking someone <laughs> i'm super like spiritual uh not religious in a sense where i read the bible every day but mm. i have a strong connection with god and you know i love god i talk to him all the time so i definitely feel like it had a lot to do with god's timing for sure mm. okay how did you cope with, with lockdown because i know for a lot of artists it was difficult you know there was no shows when connecting with the fans it's like yeah it, it's 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 like how did you maintain and that like is it all good now is everything clear over there now yeah for the most part like you see less people walking around with masks you see a lot of people vaccinated um you know it was hard at the beginning because i just think that we're not used to being forced to stay in our house and you know you couldn't really like go outside and do the things that you want to do but um i think it taught me a lot like you know as far as like working with my resources and not being able to go anywhere and I, I learned how to do nails um wow That's i haven't crazy. been back to a nail salon since um since the quarantine really wow yeah. those are dope <laughs> like what is that what is that that you like that do you buy them like that or do you no i um i actually like put them on their their a press gel x nails and then I design them and, you know, I just do them. It's like my little hobby or whatever. I'm about to start opening a nail salon or something. Wow. That's crazy. That's dope. <laughs> Thank you. <You're> <laughs> Be your nails. Best nails, for certain, nails for certain is my Instagram page. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that's dope. That's dope. Thank you. So, the joint that's ringing out right now, a whole lot of money. Like, how did that? How did that? How did that come about? Um, in the studio, wrapping up for certain. I linked with uh, amazing producers, because T Romano and writer London J, and we got together a whole lot of money, and we just we got crazy. Like it was, it was actually the last song I added to my project. Serious. Yeah. Why do you think? Why do you think it's connected? Is it like do you, do you think you just tapped into the wave of like how people are feeling and stuff? I don't know. I can never say like why I think certain songs connect. I just think that the people picked them. You know, like whatever gives people a good vibe. I think it's all about like the feeling of the record. Hmm. The rap game is 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 mad competitive. You got so many different styles. You got you know. Um, so many different artists coming through every day from different regions how do you how do you navigate that as an artist are you is it something you're conscious of or are you just like i'm just gonna do me yeah i just be myself <laughs> right who are you feeling right now who i'm feeling right now i'm feeling me right now <laughs> period that's it <laughs> <laughs> all right on your For real, project like i I feel like I'm having a moment right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just pouring into it. And like, I really feel like everybody else is feeling it too, because I'm feeling the energy. So I really feel like it's me. When you ask that question genuinely, I feel like me. That's dope. That's dope. I, I fully endorse that as well. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to be able to say that. Like I said, I said it on my show 
um, last week, if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and say that, you shouldn't be in a rap game. You really shouldn't. Yeah. So, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. But you got some dope people on your project, though. Like, you got 42 Doug and Little Dirk. They're, like, two of the hottest right now. Yeah, they're so good. Like, and those songs are so good, too. Like, I love Same Hands. I love Automatic. Dope Boy's on it as well. Okay. So is that is that people that you wanted to reach out for, or was it just, like, it was just came about yeah everybody i handpicked like everybody i reached out to personally or i have a relationship with in real life like you know i'm cool with them enough to the point that i say yo can, can you get on this song well do you like this song how you feel you know what i'm saying um i'm all about like real organic features and relationships right 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 right, right. so what what's your like what's your go-to album listening to aside from your own music who you listen to right now I listen to a lot of R&B, a lot of Brett, um, Brett Fias, a lot of Giveon, a lot of, I love R&B when I'm not like in my rap bag. Right, right. Is there any rap albums that you're listening to? Beat Me Up Scotty. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and who else rap albums I'm listening to? For certain, for certain, obviously, like I'm listening to my album non-stop and i'm ready to put out my deluxe so it's really like i'm just gearing up for people to hear the deluxe because the deluxe is so crazy how's the deluxe sounding what can we look forward to it's sounding so good like almost to me a little bit better than the original but maybe that's just because some of the songs are newer to me and i'm just like i love it okay <laughs> all right without without giving too much away is it a big deluxe or is it like a couple of added tracks deluxe? Like at least maybe like eight. Okay. Okay. It's a big That's deluxe. Dope. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. So look, I'm I'm from the UK, you're in the US. Is is there anybody from the UK that you've heard about music wise? Is there any artist that you, you might have be feeling or paying attention to? I love DDB. I love IMDDB and I love the Section Boys. And I love, um, yeah, like, who else do I love from the UK? Stormzy is really good. Wow. Um, yeah, I know, like, I listened to a few. I got to go through my playlists. I'm not, I'm not thinking, they're not, the names are not coming to me right away, but. Mm. How, yeah, how but I, I love those people. All right. First of all, I'm DDB, Queen I'm DDB. It's crazy dope, right? Yes. Oh my God, I love her. How did you discover her music? Like, how did you find out about her? I actually found her off Instagram and I was like, I just thought her style was so cool. And I was like, oh my God, I would hang out with her. Like, I would actually date her. Like, she's fire. And I was like, wow, like, you know, she's so fire. Then we just connected and I was like, she's so cool. Like, she's definitely somebody I would do a song with. That's dope. That's dope. I can't believe you like Section Boys. <laughs> That's crazy. Yo, those guys are the hardest. Boy. Yeah, I really do. Like, I love a lot. Like, you know what's crazy? Like, all the, like, streets or the culture, like, in different mm. countries in the world, like, mm. it finds its way. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Like every every scene's popping off worldwide right now. Like the scene in France, Australia, um, you know, 
um, Ghana, Nigeria. It's it's a dope time to be an artist right now. The world's a very Fast. very small place, you know. That's dope. So, you you got any plans? You got any plans to come over here? Yeah, hopefully. Um, now that everything's like kind of opening up a little bit, I would love to come out there sooner than later. Right, right, right. Now, definitely. I mean, when the the big deluxe drops, you should definitely come out here do a series of shows. Try and get on some of the festivals. Like you'd kill it with the music yeah, that you got. Right, that'd be crazy. Mm -hmm. That'd be crazy. So you got the looks coming out. Like you're in the place where you're in the best place ever, career-wise. Like, what what are you looking to do to take it further? What, what, what what's your plans? I'm looking to chart. I'm looking to do, um, like, you know, to just hit more accolades and more things that I haven't done yet. I'm looking to do more with community outreach, like, you know, more with younger girls and artists and more philanthropy work, like just things to make me a better person and a better artist overall. That's dope. That's dope. That's, that's crazy. Is there, is there any artists that you got your eye on that you want to work with, like, like moving forward? Um, yeah, I would love to work with Rihanna. I would love to work with Roddy Rich. Like, you know, I'm fans of their music. Of course, Drizzy. That that Rihanna comeback, when she decides to put out an album, single, whatever, that's that's gonna be that's gonna change the world, I think. Like people have been waiting. She's a goat. Yeah. She's killed it with the makeup, the clothing, everything. And it's like I think with the music side of things, it's just the thirst. It's crazy. We're so proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go ahead and give a clap for Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> now, definitely, definitely. Wow. So, look, it's it's good to finally connect with you. It's good to finally catch up. Um, you know, really looking forward to the deluxe, the big deluxe, like. It's, it's gonna be fire and I, and I, I just want to say thank you for doing this man because it's like I know what it's like it's like crazy hectic schedules and everything look I appreciate you for working with me and my crazy schedule um hopefully until we meet in person um thank you so much for this and I'm sending all my love to the UK yeah nah definitely definitely well look we got you out here when it comes to radio play and everything I'm gonna put you put you on to some of my friends who are going to play your music as well and everything my dj friends my bloggers and everything else but appreciate you doing this and yeah just just you know what just like good luck with everything real happy for you and you Thank know you. take it all the way to the moon stars and beyond you know i got some uk slang for you before i go okay you ready yeah yeah make sure you keep it player and paying okay <laughs> That's me, baby. Play it and pain. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's cool. All right. Take See care. You. All right. Yo, it's DJ Semsex, the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast. I want to give a big shout to Bia. Big shout to Chanel for making that happen. Yo, Bia's dope, man. She's on the come up. She's got a lot of big things lined up. It's all about that big deluxe. It's not just a normal deluxe. It's a big deluxe. You heard it from herself. It's coming up. And, you know, 
it's crazy to hear the appreciation that she has for Nicki Minaj. With me right now, I've got Nikita, Nikita, like big producer on the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast and all of that, making everything happen, sound nice and crisp. Yo, what do you think about what Bia was saying? You know what? When I was listening to her, I wasn't expecting half the stuff she was saying when you're talking about, firstly, firstly, Nicki Minaj, the way she was like saying how that was like, she was like one of her biggest inspirations. But you know what was crazy? And I think it's like a theme that's been happening over the last few podcasts, the power and influence of Drake and Lil Wayne. Like, yeah. <laughs> of, like a re-surging re, um, theme in most of the conversations. But I think it's really interesting how everyone kind of talks also about Lil Wayne, how early he was with her. And I feel like if we're saying where he, like how, much of a legend and how great he is the fact he's keeping his ear out for music like that is incredible yeah definitely i mean i mean you know little wayne you know cash money records he's like the youngest og the youngest veteran in the rap game highly successful he's the only rapper that i know who had the audacity to say you know it's the greatest rapper alive I ain't heard no other rapper say that. And he said it when people like Jay-Z and Nas and Eminem was in their prime. So, like, Lil Wayne's definitely a GOAT. He's definitely got that ear. You know, he did the Young Money label, which was home to Drake, Nicki Minaj, Tiger. Um, could argue that he's the greatest day in our life as well, right? 1,000%, of course. But I think the thing with Nicki Minaj is, is crazy... You know, in the last couple of weeks, or not, yeah, it's like, you know, Lil' Kim was asked who she'd do a versus with, would she do one with Nicki Minaj? I don't know if that would work. You know, if, you, if in case you've been under a rock, the versus thing is where two artists get together, go head-to-head -head with their catalogue, their music and everything. It's put together by Swiss Beats and Timberland. I, I don't know about Nicki Minaj versus Lil' Kim. I don't know. I think that's a mismatch, personally. Why? Because Nicki Minaj has done more. It's facts. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. I just know how inflammatory that is. Like I know, but it's, it's it's facts though. It's facts. Like she look. You know, she she's done a thing. She's had a couple of albums. You know, Notorious B.I.G. put her on and everything. But Nicki Minaj is out here breaking records. Like she's had some like huge big crazy moments and they're from different eras I, I don't think you can compare two artists from different eras like that it should, it should be little come um foxy brown and uh, maybe Nicki minaj versus cardi b i hear that but even with Nicki minaj though i just think she's so in her own lane like everything about her like i always say it and i think we spoke i've said it so many times but i remember the first time hearing monster and i was like wow like no one else can do what she can do the way she flows, everything about her, everything about her is unique. Yeah, she's 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 crazy. Like you know, all hail the queen, Nicki Minaj. And I heard, I heard a rumor that there's some big dropping this week. We, we've, um, I can't even say it. But just if you're a Nicki yeah. Minaj fan this week, <laughs> you're gonna like it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not snitching. I'm not snitching, Nikita. Oh my god! You can't just say that and then say, well, "I'm not gonna say." <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, so the key—you've been on holiday in Nigeria, Ghana. 
Like, did you get a time to check out any music? You checked out the Tyler album? Oh my gosh. Firstly, not on holiday, always working. We don't call it a holiday, always working. Um, I did. You know what also made me want to check out even more when you and Trey Capital were talking about it last week on the podcast? Um, so I, I had listened to it a few times. Amazing album. I was actually saying to people around me, I was like, you need to check out this album. You need to listen to this album. Such a great, like from, you know, those, like from start to finish, amazing. Yeah, I I think, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Tyler gets the props that he deserves. I don't think he gets the ratings that he deserves. And, you know, I think people have got it skewed as to what hip hop is these days. You know, I know there's people out there, they like singing, they like, like this happy rhyming shit and everything else like that. And they think they're listening to rap. They think they're listening to hip-hop, but it's really not. A lot of the music that's coming out today, it's not, it's not hip-hop. It, it looks like it. It's packaged like it. A man will go out and, and, and cop the drip to look like, you know, the part and the role. But it's not that. I think what Tyler's done with this album, um, Call Me If You're Lost, he's made, he's made one of the best hip-hop albums of the year. It's, it's undisputed. Like, what... What he's done musically and, you know, bringing in DJ drama, he's really taken it back to the essence, but he's also kept it very, very him. And I think there's people who never really got the Odd Future thing. They never really got the Tyler Creator thing. And those people might get this album. It, it might be the time for Tyler to get them fans that weren't convinced with this album. This album's banging. And I think you know, for people who don't get this, you're lost, man. You, you, you don't really like hip-hop. You don't really like rap. You just like that pop shit. You just like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just like that singy, soggy, simple radio shit. Am I wrong? You're 100% right. Because, you know, it's not even one of those albums that you listen to the first time and like, oh, I need some more listens. It hits you on the first time. The more you listen to it, like the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, I like this track. And then you're like, oh, I like this track. Oh, actually, wait a minute. It is pure hip hop. It's it's so good. And I saw, because obviously I know you've been playing it and spinning it on the radio show and stuff. And the way you and Trey were talking about it, like that's what made me listen. And I'm glad I did. And to be honest, I'm going to have it on heavy rotation. But yeah, you kind of summarized it there. Watch now. Everyone, everyone who's listening to this is going to be like, I love the album. I'm a hip hop fan. But if you didn't, you got your wrong. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, it's 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 cool to catch up. It's it's cool to like, you know, I now you get it. It's cool, and I've done that. There's one time I've done that. I'm not gonna say what it is, but it's cool. That's what I'm saying. Catch up. The catch up's cool, but but I think with what Tyler's done is straight excellence on this project. It's it's everything about it, from the artwork, the music. And the videos and the videos are incredible and he's the only artist right now the only artist right now that i would put in the same lane as kanye west and and that's a big sweeping statement but if you look at the videos for what he's done for this project like the juggernaut video it's insane like the detail and thought that's gone into it he didn't even have the featured artist on it. He didn't even have Lil Uzi Vert on it. He didn't even have Pharrell on there. He just did it himself and he did their verses. But the way that the video is shot, 
the way that the artwork's done, the backdrop, the theme of it, it matches perfectly with the album and it's it's iconic. And I feel like it's mad inspiring. I feel like every artist should be trying to aspire to that kind of artistry. I saw the Corso video and the Corso video is like, it's the same thing. It's like, all right, so the album comes out, you see the videos, you're like, yeah, yeah, Tyler is back, he's doing it and everything else. I right, yep, blown away, great. But then the videos keep coming. So when I saw the Corso video, it's mad. Like the thought that went into it. You're watching the video and it's like, you're not even thinking it's a music video. And I'm not, you check out yourself. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go in detail about this. But what was dope was the aesthetic, you know, the, 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 the way that the video started, the concepts, the people involved, the way that DJ Drama appeared. It's mad, incredibly highly original. Like this, this is hip hop as its best. This is, this is, this is exemplary hip hop. This is rap excellence, and um, I, I don't, I don't think anybody's touching him right now. Really don't. Like he's he's set the bar so high, and he set a standard so high. The only person that I've seen have this attention to detail on 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 a body of works, Kanye. There's no one else I've seen do this. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you just gave Tyler the create the creator a DJ Sam text knighthood by saying <laughs> he's like the only other person that he's like is Kanye because that's big coming from you. Like because we know what, how you rate Kanye, we know what you think of Kanye. So yeah, he got the Sam text knighthood there. I mean, it, it there's a lot of comparisons already, and and definitely you know from they're both creative visionaries, they're both killing it in in fashion um what they do with their clothing brands and their clothing lines they they define culture as well as what they do with music and that aside to drop a body of work which is incredibly unique incredibly detailed thought-provoking and the substance it, it, it it's a great time to be a fan of hip hop. Like that's that's all I'm saying. So I, I need to get Tyler on the podcast. Like that I've interviewed him before a couple of times. Um it's always special. But I really do need to speak to him again. Like I caught up with him a couple of years ago when he was last in the UK, but um I need to sit down and go through this album, man, in detail. If if like okay, so somebody's listening now, they've not checked the album out. What's the first track they should listen to? Uh, from the beginning, like so start like, to finish. But is there one track that you like? You like you know what? If you if you're thinking about it and not sure, this is the one I would check out, or just check this one out and then listen to the rest of the project. The joint that I would say people should go to. If if you just want to check out one joint, if you just want to give the album a try and it's like, all right, Semtex, I I see what you're talking about. I'm gonna give it one try though. Go for the master joint. The master joint is crazy because he talks about his journey in detail and it's like a flashback for the last ten years or so, you know, but he's put it on one track and it's crazy. It's it's it's, it's dope. There's a lot of detail in it and I never really heard him rap like that. Just like, you know, 
um the way that he did on that track so i definitely check out massa if you just want to turn up just go straight for juggernaut in it like that's that's a banger it's like the way that he spits on that the way and even pharrell pharrell's like he's outbarred a lot of artists this year that verse that he does on the juggernaut track it's huge man it's, it's crazy it's crazy what about yourself like what are you saying what would you go for mine's what's your name and that's because i keep getting drawn back to that one it's um that's the one for me that I keep going back to. The whole album's great, but that one, you know, when you add to your like song straight away and you're like, I'm gonna listen to this one a few times. But you know what I was gonna say about Pharrell actually. What do you think to the um the Neptunes, Brent Fires and Drake? Um Oh that joint. I yeah. see I see I see that I see that Brent Fires joint getting a lot of hate online. Like there's people like, Oh, I'm a fan of Brent and I didn't like what he did on that and da 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 Hey, that's like a classic Neptune's track. That's like a classic Neptune's from from the early noughties. I was playing someone the other night, um, the LL Cool J Love You Better joint, the Neptune's produced Pharrell's on it, and it's, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same vibe. So for me, it's like, I think it's dope. It's just like mid-noughties R&B. Like, well, what's the problem? It's fire. And, you know, I'm a nerd when it comes to music, but the way that it's mixed, and the way that it sounds sonically, it's incredible. Like, there's this, this, you know, people talk about, yeah, yeah, R&B is coming back. No, it's not, because it never went away. And this kind of excellence is what we should be getting constantly. This kind of excellence is what, you know, <laughs> we should be getting this every week. So, like, thank you, Neptunes, for bringing that vibe back. And Drake, king of pop, doing everything, king of hip-hop, king of R&B, all of that. It's a very, very dope moment. It's an amazing track. It's, it's going to blow. And everybody who's kind of glum about it and being salty, oh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> but let's keep it moving. <laughs> hip-hop Raise Me podcast. We do this every Monday. And next couple of weeks, we've got some big guest lines up. Should have Vince Staples next week. That's going to be crazy. Shout out to Vince. Um, good friend. Did his first show in the UK. And he's, he's, he's crazy to see the growth and, and what he's done, you know. So um, Vince Staples next week. We're going to be talking to M Big Lato, formerly known as Mulatto. We're going to be talking to her as well real soon. So make sure you keep it locked. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow. And always tap in to the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast.